speech of mine, I, by Monday night, I was so frustrated and I realized maybe I'm not supposed to preach that this Sunday. And I just said, okay, Lord, well, just then show me. And I felt to do this, to give honor to the Father um, for what he's done in my life. Because the girl that you see in front of you, this is in my notes, Bonnie didn't know that. The girl that you see in front of you now is not the same girl that came back to Jesus 22 years ago. You would not have recognized her, maybe outside, but you would also not have the opportunity to meet her because you wouldn't find me near the church <laughs> at that stage. When I was 10 years old, I played a, a role in a school play of a Chinese girl from Hong Kong called Mei Mei. Can you believe that? Uh, there in, in the Platteland, in the rural areas in, in South Africa. And, um, and then, but many, many, many things happened from that time till the time 21 years later that he called me to Hong Kong. A lot. He has transformed my entire life. He rescued me and saved me from the grip of darkness. And he transferred me into his kingdom, his marvelous light. He, he delivered me and he completely captured my heart. He restored me. He taught me things that, that I didn't know. He saved me. <laughs> and, um, you know, as many of us can say, there is, if it's not for God, there's nothing. He is, he's the best, best thing, thing, one person that I have in my life. And it's just all glory to him. So that is what I want to do today. Some of you might have heard some of the stories. It's okay. You will live. All right. So my desire is to know him and to make him known. But not... Not to know like the concept of God or the theory of God or the, you know, the 10 steps or even the uh, philosophy, even the theology or doctrine. And, and it plays out like that. But I want to know God experientially for myself. It's not that we bring down to our level of experience. It's all there in the Bible for us, but I, I really want an intimate relationship with him because I know that I can only give away what I have. I cannot give away what I don't have. And my head knowledge is not going to make any difference in your life. It's only what is heart knowledge. And that kind of journey is not, is not um, it doesn't come cheap. It doesn't, it's not microwave. You cannot microwave it. it it's, it's the walk. It's the real deal. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Because how would you want to be married to someone that stays just that side of the house? And you occasionally like just say a few, I love you, bye. Like, what kind of relationship is that? That's not a relationship. You talk, how do you get to know the heart of the person? You talk to them, you hear what's their thoughts, their, their heart on things. And, and that's, I want to I know him. And um, I know also from that place is where fruitfulness will come. Effortless fruit. Not fruits that, um, that you have to strive for. But it happens because the seed of revelation inside of you is going to bear fruit. If it's a revelation that he is a good father, then that will bear that kind of fruit. Apple trees come from apple seed. 
that's how it works. So the kind of seeds that's embedded in your spirit is what will bear fruit. And the fruit that will last Fruit that will taste like heaven. That when someone when someone tastes that fruit, it's like, wow, what is this? Where did you get that? And in the end, they're gonna look for the tree. They 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 want they want it for themselves. They they not. It's not enough to just get apples from you the whole time. I want the tree. I want the apple tree. I want that seed so I can produce like that. So that is the the beauty of it. And I I think. Um, the, you know, we can make it really, really complicated sometimes. But if it does not have this ingredient, there is nothing. You can't produce it. That's what religion is, trying to put fruit where there is no root. And also, if you, if you are walking past a, a vineyard or an orchard, you don't hear the trees going, like that. Have you heard it? No. They are just growing. <laughs> so it is incredibly liberating. You just you just link to that vine and you're going to produce. The fruit will come. And I want to just say this. Let's do this scripture. John the Hebrews 11, 6. Boy, let me just turn away from this. Okay, so but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So he is there all the time. The fullness of him, of everything that he is, is available to you and to me right now. He's not withholding anything from us. He's not keeping anything away from us. It's there for us to go and dig into. But oftentimes we just we're just so busy with the things of this world, the things that's gonna pass away with this world. That, that when all of it goes away, there will be none of it. But it's all available for us. So I'm going to be mentioning some things, processes that I went through that that almost helped me <laughs> really seek him. I was almost forced to seek him, not forced by God, but from the inside of me, by my desperation um, that I learned. But I just want to preface that by saying that we don't need to go off and find ourselves in silly places to learn who God is. That is what his word is there for. And, and um, so when I share, please don't think that I say God sent these things in my life so that to teach me or to press me or to anything. No, life happens. People make choices. This is a fallen world. And um, through that, I had the opportunity to get to know him in a certain way. So I want to go back to that 10-year-old girl. I was um, really loving life, loved living on the farm, doing sports, music, happy girl. But there's been this lingering darkness that I never had words for, really, or how to express. And um, my earliest memory, actually, when I was little, uh, was a spiritual one, probably maybe two years old or something. And it was very vivid. And it was not good. It was not the Holy Spirit and really, really scary. And I was incredibly um, scared of the dark during um, primary school. And um, sometimes I heard voices, very manipulating voices, telling me what to do, trying to like do this, do this. And, um, and I was confused by it. And then um, in high school, that's where the fear really, really kicked in. 
um, actually after a church camp where they talked about hell for, <laughs> for most of the church camp. Hell and demons and I don't know what not. And I think I just lost it by then. And um, so, yeah, by then I've already given my heart to Jesus. I was praying and I was reading my Bible at night the way I knew how to do that. And <clears throat> But there was this increasing darkness and I felt sometimes that things were following me in the house or I would just have such nightmares that I I wish it would go away and I pleaded with God, but it, uh, no, it was just like there always. Remember, I had zero understanding or revelation about authority in God. This, zero. Um, yeah, and then after school, I left the church. I said, I'm going to look for more. I know there's more. And I know who I was looking for. I was looking for the Holy Spirit, the power, Him. I, wa I wanted the real thing. So I looked many places. I looked, I investigated many religions, and I had a good plan. I mixed them all. <laughs> <laughs> And then I just use a little bit of this and a few tips there. And I just like had it figured out. Oh, clever girl. And But none of that helped me at all. I mean, this darkness. Then I got involved in spiritual things that was looked like the light, but it wasn't. And it just went from bad to worse. And um, yeah, after I studied music, I think that's where things really, really fell apart. And it got so bad that these voices are now telling me they're going to kill me. They're going to take me away. I'm just crying. Demons appear in front of me like broad daylight, just like that. It was bad. I just had manifestations sometimes in my parents' house. I don't know what's happening to you. My dad doesn't know what on earth is happening. Things like that. It's just weird and it's horrible and it's, it's just harassing. And um, so one day in a forest, I, I cried out to God because remember, I know. He's there. And I said, God, I don't know what is wrong with my life. I have no idea. But I cannot live like this. This is not life. And if you are there, I know you're there. Help. And he did. He sent people into my life that took me to a church where I could get help. I needed lots. And bless the pastors and the leaders that walk with me. You think <laughs> with this smiley face in front of you, someone at some stage had to, woo, had to get calls in the middle of the night, have me arriving at their house. It's like, I think you need to pray for me. I'm semi not there, but I don't know what happened to me. But I think, you know, it's like the, really the poor pastors and the leaders. I, I don't know if all of, any of some of these people are still in ministry. I, I'm serious. Really. No, I'm serious. I keep wanting to find them to say thank you. But I think they've left. The, not all of them, some of them. So... You count yourself lucky. You got the good end of me. Um, yes, thank you. So, yeah, I, um, what do I want to say? This is why these notes are here. So if I lose the plot, my plot, where is that? Oh, God. Okay, yeah, so I cry out to God. And, and, and I, I got to this church, and they knew about the Holy Spirit. And actually, I had a um, Catch the Fire conference. Yeah, I was there, people invited me, and I got fire! I had no idea what it is, but it, it, many of these things, I don't know how it happens. Other people know, and then it just happens to me. But yeah, so my journey has been quite dramatic with fireworks. 
and, and manifestations and nothing, just smooth sailing. And your story does not have to be like that, to share it. All this week, I'm blabbering now, but all this week I felt coming against me like, why do you want to share your story? That is not special. Just, just, just quiet, 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 quiet. And you know what? I realized that that's probably what's happening to you as well. Don't, don't, your silly story. Who cares what God did for you? And I want to just release you today because your story with God is the most powerful thing you have. Your walk with God is the most powerful, loud sermon you will ever preach. No need for a mic. So please, I, I'm doing this prophetically also today. I'm sharing my story. You have a story. You have a testimony to share with people. And that's what's going to touch their hearts, not just the concept. Okay, so I want to share you with what, uh, in that time, how I got to know him, really, really know him. Um, I got to know him as my deliverer, my good shepherd, my good shepherd, a voice that I could trust, my safe place. Because remember, I had all these voices. I couldn't distinguish at all at that stage or discerned even where does it come from who who who's speaking i was scared of stuff that's spirit because so that i was scared of the holy spirit also because it's spirit and I, I can't control it and it just so anyway i think that might give you some um uh, uh, maybe perspective in why i treasure the voice of god so much because he had to teach me from scratch this is me this is not me this is me this is not me and um for instance, uh, during many, many difficult nights and many fights, um, yeah, there was a lot of it. But I, especially when I turned back to Jesus, it was like it intensified ten times. Like the darkness felt, oh, we're gonna lo we're losing this one. Um, it was years, years of fights in the night, and I'm really not making. It, I'm playing it down. That if I make the morning, I I'm like ash color, and people. Say, ooh, <laughs> yes, I made the night. Um, but uh, one night I was sitting in my room and I felt this tug in my heart. And I, it was the Holy Spirit said, hey, just leave what you're doing. Just come spend time with me. And I was like, oh, I just carry on working. And it came again. And I just pushed it aside. And then the um, switch went off the at the box, you know, that fuse box that trips everything. And it was pitch black and I thought I was going to faint with fear absolutely faint with fear because I cannot be in dark um, and I reached for that fuse box I went in the dark feeling my way um, to that box flipped it and when I flipped that switch I felt such a feeling of being in love with him for the first time I've never experienced that feeling and I was overwhelmed with it and he said okay now what I want you to do is I want you to go to the switch at the back and I want you to turn it off and on. I said, no, 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 no. That's like, that took all the courage I could muster to go to that switch and just go off, on, on, off. <laughs> and I said, okay, do it again. So I did it again. But it really took everything I had. And then he said, well, now I want you to put off the light and take your hand away and just stand. Now just Feel me, I'm with you. And, and so I had to do that. So that sounds like kindergarten to you. For me, 
That was massive. And I had to start to discern his presence and to obey his voice. And when he says, I go towards that voice, and I said, okay, I can trust this voice. This, this is you. This lines up with your word. It lines up with your character. So I, that was like a 101. And, and he taught me himself. And um, so that's why at this point when there is struggle and stuff and atmospheres and, and things like I had to work through that. I had to battle through that um, to be able to like, what is you? What are you seeing, saying? Never mind everything that's going around. What is it that you're saying? Because that's my life. And that's what I want to proclaim. Because that's what's going to set people free around. And um, also, during many, many nights, I just plead the blood of Jesus. And then I would sing. Um. Previously, I cried myself to sleep. During that time, I mostly just sang myself to sleep <clears throat> because I thought these other things cannot live in his presence. They cannot live in the atmosphere where his name gets, gets lifted high. <clears throat> so I want to sing you the song that I sang to myself. Is it quarter to 12? My goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I, I just sang in the night this song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. But now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to Jesus for saving me. <laughs> Even though right now I sang this song with my bottom all gone, how <laughs> my whole diaphragm did not work today. But it doesn't matter because it's just 
He saved me. He saved me. I sang that song over and over and over again. And then I began to know him as the restorer. Because during that time, he started to restore me and teach me my identity in him as his child. Never mind what I'm doing. Never mind if I'm doing this well or that, but, but his child, that is my identity first and foremost. Before I'm a woman, before I'm a South African, before I'm anything, I am his child. And, and people um, bump into me in the, uh, in the supermarket. My nephew once, he says, what happened to you? What? Who's the lucky guy? You're, you're. I said, there is no guy, I promise. I, there, I am in love, but I'll tell you, his name is Jesus. I'm like, no, man, don't. I, I, I get that. I, said, I get that, but who is the guy? You are lying through your teeth. And my, I said, I promise. So it's visible on me physically, on my being. My hairdresser, after I got baptized, which is another long story, which I don't tell you. And they said, she said, wow, she's not churchy, nothing at all. She says, what happened to your eyes? It's different. You know, people started seeing that. And um, it's because my restorer was restoring me. He was restoring my soul. He was restoring my identity. He was restoring my, my sense of direction and safety. And... Um, I remember this one picture at a, a youth camp, a beautiful youth camp. They did not talk about the hell, about hell and stuff like that. Uh, I stayed behind after one of the sessions. Just, I just wanted to be a bit longer in his presence, just, just a little bit more, just flat on my face. And um, God showed me this picture of a ship that has come in from, um, from the rough seas. And the ship was battered and the sails were torn. And you could see this ship is in bad shape. And I knew... That's me. And he's brought me into the harbor. So when I saw this, this picture, I was just so almost dismayed. I said, God, is this ship ever going to sail again? And he answered me. He said, yes, he will. It will. But when it does, I'm going to be on the steer. I'm going to be steering. And, and that's exactly what happened. Um, years and years of restoration, just worshiping hours and hours, no internet, just in the word, um, desperately going for knowing the Prince of Peace because the waves were this high of turmoil in my heart constantly. And I needed to know the Prince of Peace himself, not the concept of peace, not the idea, the, even the meditation of peace. I needed to know the Prince of Peace until that peace governed my soul, my, my, my emotions, my mind. And um, I also came to know him during that time of that restoration as Abba Father, who longs for his children who don't know him yet, who longs to fill his house with the ones he have made because he knows their name, he knows their stories, he knows your story, he knows your name. And, and he, he just longs to have them. So he put the nations in my heart. And I prayed for years and years saying, God, send me, send me, please send me, send me, send me, send me. And nagging him, literally, I, I won a prize for nagging God. And um, he takes you up on these things. And maybe not in your timing and you th the way you think it's going to happen, but he does. And um, 
So even f at the first place I went to, uh, I went to many like shorter mission trips, different nations as he led and, and opened the doors. The first one was Russia. And um, four or five years before I went there, he said, you're going to sing in Russia. And then I tried everything. I, in my mind, to get there, nothing closed door like a, a iron door until the day it was the time and I got a call and said can you go with us to Russia as part of the worship team and um, so then it was different nations and with each one of these outreaches I had to trust him for this that and it grew until the time he brought me here so I did go to the nations and I lived in the nations. That's you. And, and I don't think that's going to stop. But isn't he amazing? And then I learned that he is the way maker. The God of the impossible. And uh, the provider. My provider. Not just the provider. My provider. And then I had to learn that with every mission trip that I that I took that I, I couldn't pay for and then one when I'm on the one he says okay I want you to uh, accept this invitation um, to go to Brazil I said okay but it, that it is in a few weeks and I've just used up all my resources and everything that anyone around me could give me as well so now we're all out of money so how are you gonna do that but anyway guess what he did miraculously um, in supernatural ways, and he made ways when I came here so that I could study full-time at the university. How crazy is that? And I give him glory for that because he loves showing off. His, 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 I can do that. He, he loves to show himself strong on our behalf. So we, we are being diligent, and we do our things, but he, in the end, He's the one who gets the glory. And that's what I want to do this morning. It's glory to my God for, for taking this, this one who is so battered and with the sails torn and everything, and taking this one and being able to actually say, you can display my glory. You can go and share. And every one of us here are qualified. He takes you and he takes your life. You might think it's a mess. Fantastic. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect candidate you are for him. He loves that. He's the restorer. He's going to do that for you. And then the one last one I want to share is I, I got to know him as the Lion of Judah and his authority. And that was missing in my life for a very, very, very long time. Um, I must give you just a timeline. I think the... Around about when I was 28, was 27, 28 was the time when I could actually put the light off, go to sleep like normal people, and then just sleep. 28, 27. Like until then, that was the fight, the continuous fight. And, um, and one reason was is I did not know the authority of Jesus, and I didn't know it in me. And I don't know if people around me talked about it, but I missed that one. You know, maybe they did, but I, I didn't get it. So I had to fight through decades, literally, feeling completely unprotected, harassed, and let's pleading with God, and not, not knowing that actually 
He is the victor. He has authority and he lives in me, therefore I have the authority. So now when I pray, here or in other nations, and these funny little things are definitely not in Africa, they are everywhere. <laughs> and um, so now when you pray, you pray in authority because you know. And uh, so there was one point in my life, it was on an outreach in Brazil, um, and the Holy Spirit moved mightily, absolutely mightily. And when the Holy Spirit moves, it also exposes everything that's not it. And then that comes to the surface and throw a tantrum and all of that. <coughs> Excuse me. So during that time, <coughs> there was a night where I got filled with the authority, the, the download and the revelation of the the authority and the power of the Lion of Judah. To such an extent, I was knocked out for a long time. They had to carry me out. And, um, and then I found myself in a room with a lady that was manifesting very badly. I'm sorry, I, I'm not in here for the sensation, but that's just how my story is. And um, so even grown men couldn't contain her. But that night... When I was face to face in this situation with this thing. And then, you know, remember the voices that told me that they're going to kill me, la, la, la. That night, it spoke through her, straight at me, saying, we're going to kill you. We're going to do this to you. And at that moment, I looked in the eye and I said, oh, it's you. <laughs> Be silent. Wow. And I, I am so thankful for that particular watershed moment in my life because that closed a door on a chapter of my life forever, of, of, of a lifetime of being a victim. <clears throat> and, and I could, and, and it saw the presence of God on me and the authority of God, Jesus, the anointed one on me, and it obeyed. So for me, again, it, is, I, it was only until I knew the authority of Jesus that I could step out into the authority of Jesus. That you can't separate these things from itself. And, and I know that many of us, we need to know the healer. He is a person. He is a person. He's not a th just whew, there. It is a person. He is called the healer. And, and you need to know the, the one, the Lord of the breakthrough. That is a person. And, and when you pursue him, he is not going to run away from you. He said, come. <laughs> There's a verse that says, draw me near to me and I will draw near to you. It's a promise. It means he takes you up on it. It's like, I step one step. Is it? He's made the way. And, and I, if anything, this morning, in this very, very simple message, is I, I hope and I trust that you get hungry to know him more. Hungry to know him more. He's, not, he's there for you. So if you're hungry, eat. I understand that principle. He's there. Now you, you go eat. You go dig in. And I, I want to speak to someone or whoever is looking at this video at a later stage. And when I'm sharing you saying, I want to know him. Who is that God? And you can know him. You don't have to be perfect to know him. You don't have to have all your things in order to know him. Right now, you can come to him and say, Jesus, I acknowledge that you are the son of God. I come to you. I give 
my heart to you. I give my life to you. I want to know you, and I want to walk with you. Thank you for, for taking I, all my sin, all my shame, all my brokenness. I give that to you right now, and I glorify you. I want to walk with you, and that's all it's going to take. So I, I encourage you. This God wants you to know him and all that he has for you. So bless you. I just knew that there's someone later who's going to watch this. Right. So in essence, that is, that is what I, I wanted to share from my part. And then I wanted to um, just pray for you and, and just pray a blessing for, over you. And um, what's the right word? Exhortation. <laughs> because often... We, we don't know, sometimes we don't have a, a, a problem to think that God can do something. But a big problem, we don't have unbelief that, yes, God, you can do it. But our biggest obstacle often is that he can do it through me. That level of unbelief. John, the camera just got changed. <laughs> the angle. Um, yeah, so that is what we struggle with. Say, so, yes, God, you're awesome. You can do it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But you, when it comes to you, it's like, no, the pastor. Pastor, pastor. Pastor is going to do it. And, and I know Rob has been talking for years about the move of God. And can I tell you something this morning? That's what actually my preach was about. You're it. You are the move of God. Ah! You mean me? Yes, you. Who, me? Yes, you. You are the move of God. It is, I don't think it's going to come like a cloud. Yes, maybe. See, they, we're not saying no to clouds or stuff like that. It's just, it's not going to be like, it's here, here. When you know that the healer lives inside of here, when you know that the way maker, the Abba Father that loves to have his children in his home, that's when you, when you step out in, in what he has, who he is in you. And when we acknowledge what we have received in Christ, there's a verse that says, um, our faith becomes effectual by acknowledging what we have received in Christ is phlegm and I just missed it. Anyway, Google. <laughs> You'll find it. I had it. I had it the other day. But this is what I want to encourage you with. That God, the God of the angel armies, the one, the the hope anchor of our souls is a living, real person. He is not just a theory, something you have to learn about. And I often hear during this year, during the years in, in this area in Asia, I would hear, uh, I, I will make my decision later. I, I want to learn more first. Learn is experiential thing. And your eyes start opening after you say yes. It's like the funniest thing. You first say yes, and then your eyes get open. And it's the Holy Spirit that is taking of what is Him and making it known to us. That's one of His jobs. He loves doing it. So I pray, I really, really pray that 
for the wisdom and revelation, the spirit of revelation and wisdom to come upon our hearts so that we can see and we can know him and then we can know who we are in him because that is what's going to change the world around. And it's simple and it's beautiful because you don't need to feel, oh, I don't have a degree or, or I first have to have a degree before God can use me. No, if you're cleaning the streets and you love him, even if you can't say the whole, all the verses perfectly, and you know him, you are the move of God. And, and God has chosen you. It is his pleasure and his delight to display himself through you. Oh, everyone. And I, I once walked in these beautiful hills, and I, I look around, and it's so beautiful. And the light is shining like this, and I wish I was a good photographer so that I could capture what I'm seeing. But I, I, take, I can't do that. <clears throat> and I asked God, I said, oh, Lord, what kind of lens can capture this beautiful presence? And he says, you. Isn't that beautiful? He says, you capture me. And, and, you know, Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. He is a radiance and the glory of God. And then guess what? And when he went to heaven and he descended on high and he released his Holy Spirit so that there is not only one Holy Spirit in one place on the earth, but millions of his children who has received his Holy Spirit, which is the power to be a witness. Now there's millions of us all over the place. And we go and we do. We are the hands of Jesus. We are the feet of Jesus. And now where Jesus was in one place in Galilee and Jerusalem, so there was a limitation in terms of that. Now he's in you and you. He's in your hands. He's in your voice. He's in your feet. He goes everywhere. He goes to your work because you go there. He gets on the airplane because you get there. And he is just, he is flowing from you. And you are the carrier of this amazing presence. And, and the Holy Spirit is not going to leave you like alone. He is, he is the power to be a witness. A witness of what? A witness of what you've witnessed. <laughs> Isn't it? So I bless you with that. And just... If, if they, it can just be a, a shift right now in this morning saying, I, all right, God, I give myself to you. You have your way. You are the way maker. You can use me. You, this, here I am. I want to know you. I want to walk with you. And that is what I want to leave you with. And then the, in the, this morning I realized... Um, do you feel Bonnie? Okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, this morning I realized also I got this thing in my heart about there are fears here. And I, I have a lot of fears as well. That that other big stuff was 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 dealt with. But we we often fear man, we fear failure, we fear cockroaches. Not me, I know someone here who does. <laughs> and I, that was not a word of wisdom. <laughs> oh you do. Oh. So we, we fear different things. And I, I felt this morning like this standing up inside of me. So now let's address these things. Let's call them out. Let's call them by name and say, you fear. You be broken off today. 
of people's lives, of everything that's holding us back, everything that's stopping us from living a free life in, in Jesus. So I...